G'day guys, welcome to The Fishbowl. We're here with Chris Henry from River Realty. Uh, Chris is a very successful real estate agent, but he's also a very successful business owner. Uh, and what we wanna discuss with Chris today is how he took his brand to the next level with marketing and the steps he took to get to where he is today, the things he did that didn't work, uh, and where he's going next. Chris, welcome to the fishbowl, mate. <laughs> G'day, Jacob, it's great to be here. Mate, you know your story better than, better than we do. Tell us about where you started and, and um, how you got to where you are today. Um, Journey-wise, I guess it, it all starts with a, a vision and a dream. And um, many years ago when I, I entered the real estate space, I was coming out of construction. Um, I had my own business as a commercial and domestic plasterer. My father at that time became quite ill and um, mum had asked me for a hand in her business and um, it wasn't something I was comfortable with at that point but I stepped up to that, um, that task that was asked of me and, and really wanted to help the family. So right. I really had a lot more involvement with people okay. because when you're in the tools, you know, you're, you're dealing with a customer, but you're then off doing the work and you're not really engaging with that amount of people. That's right, yeah. So the, the flip side with real estate was the amount of people that you are dealing with and the actual, you know, the amount of people that you're helping at a higher level. For sure. Uh, a lot more important decisions to be made in this role and uh, it was something that I was attracted to. Certainly wanted to come back as a joint business owner with mum, not come in as an employee. Right. So I wanted to buy my way into the company and I managed to do that out of, um, out of working with the, with the family and making sure that um, the work that I put in was, was then rewarded into shares in the company, et cetera. For sure. And uh, as that moved forward, um, I really started to enjoy, take on some more leadership responsibility and then I guess from there starting to put some leadership steps in place. Yeah, awesome. So you've transitioned from um, that role in as a, as a real estate agent to the role of business owner and, and working on the business and, and that business development side of things. Yes. Um, how have you guys transitioned from, I don't know, what would you call it, like a traditional real estate agency into what, into what you guys are today as, as River? Sure. When I um, started to transition into more leadership roles, um, there was a change in, in ownership which happened a couple of years ago as um, mum retired. Um, I formulated a very strong uh, management team okay. and then I've taken on some partners in the business and together we've been able to, to grow the, uh, the business from there. We were all really great in what we did. We had some flaws obviously, so it was a good pairing of weaknesses and strengths and identifying that leadership group to carry the business forward. So I guess we had to find who we were first and that was the number one key was trying to identify who we were as a right. as people yeah. um, before we could then launch out to the market and create something. One thing I found is, is when you're ambitious, you've got a lot of things going around in your mind all the time and to quieten the noise down was the number one thing and just to get focused on a couple of important things. Sure. So the branding exercise was so critical to, to understand who I was as a person and, and who we were as a group. Right. So once that was created, then the marketing pieces started to flow. Um, but again, we, we really embraced technology and saw modern marketing and modern platforms. And, and as that was starting to grow, I obviously ran into you. For sure. <laughs> so 
um, I guess that relationship really drove growth in our business. We were able to articulate where we're heading, what we were doing in the form of video. Yeah, that's right. And you guys have always, I mean, from the day I've met you, you've really embraced that that social platform side of things, yep. uh, Facebook, Instagram, everything on those platforms, but you've really embraced content creation. Yep. So everyone, everyone would know you from the video content that you produce. Um, you're quite, uh, quite well known in that area. Where, where did it all start with you for the content creation side of things? You started with videos, um, you know, it wasn't that prominent in the industry at the time. And you really saw that opening that that was the next, the next thing. Um, what, what was that journey like going from there to, to where you are now and, and what you guys are doing now in terms of marketing? We just identified that that, that was where things were heading and, and if we were a marketing company, so we mm. needed to work out how are we going to show our clients product in the best possible modern way to communicate to a wider audience mm. because when I'm standing in front of an owner, it's it's one-to-one marketing, but if I'm putting it to video, it's one-to-many, and I can deliver a different kind of message through video that I wasn't able to deliver in text. Right. Um, a lot of our clients wouldn't read text. You know, they're all time poor, time limited, but I knew that they may be enticed to watch video. So we started showcasing a lot of our properties in video, but from a lifestyle, lifestyle perspective, they yeah. weren't... It wasn't about the home as much. It was more about how you would live if you had that property. The dream. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, but we just had a ball doing it. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I think it was obvious in a lot of the videos that not only were we passionately doing something that we enjoyed, we were just, you know, we were showcasing the properties, having a bloody good time while we were doing it. Yeah. Where when you're having a good time, that's where the creative brain really kicks in. That's right, yeah. And not getting caught up too much in, you know, the detail of what it needed to be done. It was more trying to create the visuals around it to make it exciting. That's right, yeah. So that's where we had the jet skis coming in and the trucks coming in. And I think we called on everyone we knew to see if we could borrow what they had piece of equipment. to bring it all together. <laughs> uh, because if you had to pay for all of that stuff, it just yeah. would not have happened. So there's, a lot, of, there's a lot of work going in behind the scenes. There's a lot of work, a lot of promises, a <laughs> lot, of, lot of handshakes, and, and my, my IOU list is, is, um, Big stack. is massive. I think it's stored <laughs> back there, actually. We had to get another room for it. So, um, uh, yeah, so, but, but also with those videos, you, you managed to showcase your personality and your team's personality as well, yeah. which you can't do unless you're having a one-to-one meeting with someone. Yeah, but suddenly there's this medium where you can showcase you and your team being genuine, approachable people, and you can just amplify that yeah. and market it to, to the world. Yep. How have you found the success in digital marketing and, mm-hmm. and digital content creation over more traditional, uh, you know, print-based, you know, traditional platforms? Mm-hmm. The traditional style of marketing versus where things are heading today it's an interesting topic because we're still trying to work this out, learn this along the way, and um, hopefully put the right steps in place because you'll hear a word that's being used a lot at the moment and the word is pivot. Like the mm. entire business community is shifting. You know, the social media space is becoming very noisy and it's, it's about trying to create content that can deliver high value to your client. Right. 
I think there's two kind of advertising that you can do. You can do ego-based marketing or you can do information-based marketing. And I don't feel that there's a lot of place anymore for the ego-based marketing. You know, people just want to know what are the things that you know that can benefit me but deliver it to me quickly and efficiently and you'll capture the audience. Um, so at the moment we're creating content that'll have high value for a client, um, that they can use what we know and profit from that knowledge more so than um, any, I guess, ego-based marketing mm. that actually has no value to the client. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's interesting because, I mean, just looking at the, the usage of, of these platforms that we're marketing ourselves on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, they're all mostly there as entertainment escape-based yeah. platforms. So as soon as we take that traditional form of advertising, which is the ego-based advertising, like you are saying, and then we put that on, on social media, you can have some success with it, but it's unlikely because you know, it's, it's like walking through a, sop, a, a supermarket and someone's there with a brochure trying to get you to sign up to something. You're not, yes. you're not on that journey. Yes. You're on that journey to find something that's useful or, or like interesting to watch. So you yeah. guys have had a lot of success with that, creating content around, um, you know, this is, this is how you solve this particular problem or, hey, here's some information that you might find useful. Yes. And you've created, created it in a medium that's super easy to digest. I think that a lot of um, education that is successful has a way of educating you while keeping you in, entertained. For sure, yeah. And, and it's a blending, a blending of the two. Yeah. Like how do you entertain someone and educate them at the same way? And, and um, I think the people that, that nail that yeah. uh, certainly have a lot of success. Um, you've got to keep things interesting and fun. And, and I think that um, we enjoy learning that way. Yeah. And, uh, and when it comes down to marketing to deliver a product or, or a message to someone, it has to be in an entertaining way. And uh, you guys have recently moved into the digital marketing space as well. Um, we have worked together on some yes. digital, digital marketing campaigns. Yes. Uh, tell us a bit about, about that. So I think it was a longer journey. You'd been tapping on the door, um, trying to get me to look at this sort of stuff for a little while. <laughs> um, I was slow on the uptake and- um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it slow. <laughs> But as soon as I recognise where you were heading with it, um, we've, we've jumped into, into that style of, of marketing. I think because we're so busy in today's world that there's so many things competing for our attention, the way we market today, I think, needs to have the follow-up in place. Yeah. And what we've become really good at in the past was sending out a vid video or, or, or um, showcasing a video yeah. that would sell a message or a product but the follow-up really wasn't taking place. Um, we did not have an understanding about different ad angles yep. and we did not have an understanding that one message wasn't going to um, cut through to the wider audience. Absolutely. There needed to be a series of messages and a series of videos that would appeal to different market segments. So one thing you taught me there was that if we were to set up a marketing video or an ad angle for a, a property, then there's a number of different ways we needed to do that to attract all those different sorts of markets. Yep. So the technology that we've been using with yourself um, has enabled us to do that.
Yeah, we, we really explored that, you know, content needs to be personalized. It needs to be direct to a particular person because if you don't relate to a video or a piece of copy instantly, then, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to have a high chance of, of sinking in and, and hitting that person. You've got to be consistent with something. And I think it's the frequency. Uh, once you believe in something, you've really got to give it time. Um, the long game is, is something that I've found really needs to be played. And um, when you know and you believe in your heart that you're doing the right thing for your client's best interest or your audience's best interest, um, yes, you have to make sure that you can monetize that mm. uh, in a way that it's sustainable, mm. but there has to be a level of consistency that, that remains before you'll see some success. Um, in my industry, I, I really see the 10 year mark being a, a, um, a milestone for a lot of people within the real estate space because the, you know, you're dealing with con customers and their family and their friends and repeat business really starts kicking in around you know, year five, year six. Mm, mm. And, and by the 10 year mark, you, you're starting to see um, you finally being recognized in that space for being an expert in, in, that, in that field. For sure. Uh, so again, it comes back to the, the long game. Mm. Um, I think social media will allow people to be known quicker for what they do because of the amount of one-to-many type marketing you can do. For sure, yeah. Um, but I don't think it'll shortcut the, the experience side of things. Absolutely. I think you, you've just got to commit hours, dedication, focus and education to, to anything that you are going to be an expert in or successful in. You are pushing yourself out there when you're creating this content to be the expert in, in, in your niche. And you, know, you have enough of those touch points online, uh, you really establish yourself as, as the industry leader. And when people think you know, it, it's time to sell, they go, you know, Chris or the team, you know, they know that area really well. They know how to do this really well. They're really great with their marketing. They, they um, you know, make sure they do it properly. And, and I know <laughs> if they do it properly, they're going to um, you know, market my home in a way that yeah. it deserves. Yeah, sure. I think that um, it's a good point because because if you, if you highly educate your consumer on what you do and how they can benefit from your service, it's a lot easier to, to work with that consumer. I think people are only difficult to deal with because they either don't know what you're trying to achieve, they're not sure of the outcome you're looking to work with them on, or they just literally have no understanding about what is the next step. Mm. So for us, it's um, breaking down our whole process and looking at what are the education pieces that we can slip into each part of our model, mm. which helps the consumer then understand what is the next step from here and why are we doing it that way. Yeah. Uh, so for us, the, the education-based marketing is definitely uh, where we see some big inroads in our, in our process. How do you justify the cost of, of creating content um, you know, over, over a long-term period because it's an expensive investment. How do, you, how, do you, how do you justify it? Our return on investments that have come from video marketing has been long-term business, you know, long-term sustainable business. If a consumer sees that we're stepping out of our comfort zone and we're challenging ourselves and we're putting forward 
modern business, yeah. then they want to be dealt with by that firm. So investing in video marketing and modern approaches to the market is absolutely essential. I think it's more expensive to ignore it than to embrace it. Long term, if it is ignored, then I believe the con consumer will just not have a, an attention on that business. A lot of people will feel that, you know, because they've serviced a client over years and years and years, that they have a right to that business. However, I don't believe that that's true. I think that um, if you've served a client, you get, you get judged on your previous performance and you still have to be consistently in front of that client to remain relevant. Um, otherwise, you, you could fall into the, into the trap of, of um, sitting on your hands, not innovating and um, expecting the business to turn up. Something that interests me is you're an industry leader that is respected by vendors, but peers alike. So how do you be successful, but also be respected by, I guess, your competition? Um, collaboration is probably the one word that pops to mind there. Because, you know, I can learn so much from my perceived competitors. Uh, I don't see them as competitors because we all do things slightly differently um, and you won't attract all the business and nor would you want it anyway. Um, I think you are attracted to a certain type of clientele and, and, and that they in turn are attracted to you for a reason. And um, I think your competition or I really look at collaboration, I'm always opening the doors to work with other agents or agencies um, our door is always open to help them, assist them with whatever they need and sharing content, sharing advice on, on the how-tos and the why-tos. Yeah. I think that that's important. Um, and the training courses that are available, there's some of the best trainers that work in the industry. Um, you know, they only grow by sharing knowledge and I think that the best way you learn is to teach. Now, whether that be teaching someone who works for you or someone who's a perceived competitor, um, it's not competition for me. It, 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 I'm probably found a lot of comfort in who I am and where I'm going. And so I, I'm not entering any conversation with a scarcity mindset. Yeah. It's, um, it's how can I help, how can I assist and how can I grow? Love that. Uh, and I can learn a lot from other agents, other agencies and other marketing companies within our industry and, and I'm excited for that. Love that. That journey. That's awesome. Such a mature approach to understand like there's no scarcity in success just because, you know, your perceived competitors can be successful doesn't limit your ability to, to do that either. No, not at all. And um, we're, we're currently putting a lot of our systems and processes to film at the moment and actually quite comfortable to po post that information. It's, uh, it's, um, it's available. It's out there. It's, it, it, you know, it's something that is created, but if we share first, then, you know, and, and that mindset of other people sharing, you know, the, the environment gets easier. Mm. And if the clientele are then more highly educated, they become a lot easier to deal with. So I think the sharing mentality is, is certainly something that has, has helped For potentially sure. with no, that reputation. Only helps your industry at the end of the day, which, yeah. which makes your job easier. It does. Yeah. It absolutely <laughs> does.
Awesome, Chris. Thanks so much, mate. You've answered some uh, some really awesome questions that I'm sure a heap of business owners out there are going to find super useful, whether they're in real estate or not. A lot of that framework can be applied to, to any industry. Um, mate, thanks again for coming on. Um, thanks to Mode High for letting us have this space, which is a really cool space. Um, yeah, mate, best of luck with the, with the next next stage, the next uh, comfort zone barriers that you're gonna, you're gonna push yes. and exceed. We've got a lot of work to do together. Absolutely, mate, cheers.